suitable for children. Parental guidance is advised. Howdy, y'all. Coming on up, we have Hushon, Nia Jax, and Shayna Baszler. Which WPOV member had the best Survivor Series team? The Hot Tag News, Undertaker's Greatest Moments, This Week in Wrestling, Survivor Series Predictions, with your host, Cowboy Rick Serrano III, and the gentleman, Elio Canella. All this and more on a new edition of the Wrestling POV Podcast. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! What in tarnation is going on? I have no idea what's going on. All I did was talk about that I like Adam Page over Dolph Ziggler. And I got this rude, rude comment from the lone wolf Andy Anderson talking about Miguel calls a jackass (laughs) and I'm a fanboy, cowboy. What? the hell? I don't know. I mean, I went with you on that. I went with Adam Page. <laughs> but Elio, you didn't stick up for me when he was attacking me. I know you sided with me. You said Adam Page, but nobody, not even I uh, was even legend ex- TJ's I wasn't even expecting that answer. <laughs> that was that was out of line. That was out of context. I feel it like was, it wasn't fair. It was preposterous. There you go. And you know where it belongs. In the turlet. In the turlet, for sure. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, me, Rick Serrano third, and Elio Canelo are here with you guys. Um, Tony Diaz is going to be taking some time off, much needed time off. You know, every time, everybody needs a chance to recharge their batteries. So, Tony, don't worry. We got you, brother. Take your time off. Um, but the good thing about Tony not being here was I was able to convince, and by convince, I'm using air quotes, convince uh, Miguel Cole to take some time off as well. Um, it, it didn't take much. All I said was, Miguel, I just need you to do this parental guidance. And he was like, okay, I'm out. And that was it. Just do the, just do the warning in the beginning of the show, Miguel, and you can take some time off. Stupid pup. <laughs> <laughs> well, how have you been, brother? Welcome I've been, to the rest of POV. I've been good. It's great to be here. Yes. All right. So, Elio, man, I'm not the... I'm I'm not gonna limit you to a hundred words. You are free, okay? All right. From the shackles of Wrestling POV Global. <laughs> so you okay. can say as much as you want. All right. All right. So let's get started with our poll this week. Who's Sean? Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Now, I know you guys went over this a little bit, so I want you to just give me a little bit more detail. Who do you pick and why? Okay, so I went with Shayna Baszler as the Sean of this team. Based on, uh, okay, first of all, I've never really been a fan of Nia Jackson. Second, okay. her track record for, like, ancient opponents, whether, like, accidentally or like she did with uh, Becky Lynch, where she literally yeah. broke her nose. Um, but uh, for that, I'm going to I'm gonna go with Shane as a shot of the group, just based on, like, Nia Jackson's track record of, like, injuring her opponents. and For sure. And uh, yeah. she's just terrible in the ring. Yeah, you know what? I, I couldn't agree with you more. And also, not just to focus on the negatives of Nia, I would also like to say that Shayna Baszler was a two-time NXT champion. She mm-hmm. was dominant in NXT. Yep. Um, the queen of spades. You know, she's one of the best to come in to WWE from an MMA background. Um, for me, the way I look at it is this. I... 
I have a huge issue with Nia Jax. You know, I, I've always, on this show specifically, I really laid into Nia Jax. I always get on her for her weight. I would get on her for being uh, inju- like injury prone and injuring other opponents. Mm-hmm. But when you really look at Nia Jax, Elio, I have to say this. When you look at her, her physique, she should definitely be the Shawn Michaels of this group. Just be based off of how big she is and how much of a monster she could be. But because of her lack of becoming a better wrestler and a better entertainer, you have to go with Shayna Baszler on this one. I mean, Nia Jax physically should be the Shawn Michaels. Like, she's the monster. She's a monster that, and it's just preposterous that she's not, is not, that she's not a superstar yet. When she had the title, she had it for like a month. And and Shayna Baszler is somebody that can carry the, carry the load. (laughs) Literally carry the load. I have a question for you. Yes. Coming out of uh, this team, like, because eventually they're going to lose their the belts. Can you see, do you think Shayna's going to become the face? You know, that's tough to say, Elio, and I'm glad you I asked mean, that question. They're, they're, they, like, like we're going to get into later on, Rob, that should, they, they make her look, look like a face, like when in the backstage uh, segments. Yeah, and a lot of the backstage segments, it looks like she's the, the, the anti-bully to Nia Jax's bully. Yeah. Um, I could see her as a face, you know, I, I would have loved the program between her and Natalia. I think Natalia right now has become a stepping stone for superstars. And I feel like for her to pass the torch to Shayna would be a privilege. And I, I really think that a queen of spades versus the queen of hearts team at survivor series would have been cool to see. But, um, with all that being said, uh, let's go into some of the comments we got for Hushan, Nia Jax versus Shayna Baza. What do we got? All right. So first comment from Lane Underwood. He just plain said Shayna. Okay. Nathan Mur says Shayna Baza was the best heel in the entire company in 2019. So yeah, Shayna definitely. Yeah. I mean, she did carry NXT for a while there. Then we had... Alila Peters says, don't disrespect HBK like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how we're doing I'm not sure how we're disrespecting HBK, but. You know what? What? What's the name again? <laughs> Alila Peters. Alila Peters. You know what? You are the hated comment of the week. I don't, we don't even have to go any further than that. You were the hater comment of the week, and the hater comment of the week is brought to you by Kenny Casanova, the biggest hater we know. Go to wohw.com and purchase a book. He's written many books, Dangerous Danny Davis, Tito Santana, uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, uh, Vader, Kamala, Sabu, and so many more. Make sure you check it out for the biggest hater we know, Kenny Casanova. Uh, yeah, that, that was just terrible. That's not even answering the question, Elio. Uh, and then, then we had from TJ Logan from WPOV Global says, Shayna is a shot of almost the whole division. So much talent and potential. Her only disadvantage is her age. Yeah, you know, he said that on Global. And when I looked at it, uh, Shayna Baze is 38 years old, Elio. So I think, she's uh, Asuka, climbing up there. I think Asuka is like uh, just a little older than her. 
So she's yeah, up she there might as well. Be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, but Nia Jax, Elio, is 36. So it's not the age thing, I don't think, plays as big a, as big a role as what TJ thought um, because they're both up there. So I think Shayna, like, and I know he picked Shayna because you know what? She is the better of the two. But the ace thing, I don't think, listen, ace but a number right now. <laughs> that's what yeah. I look at. <laughs> All right. And uh, those are the comments. All right. Well, we, we, we reached the result, and our results were an astounding 88% went with Shayna Baszler, wow. 12% went with Nia Jax. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so that's uh that shows you that people are on the Shayna Baszler bandwagon there. They want to see Shayna become the Sean of the group. All right, next up on our poll, we have the Survivor Series teams, the generational Survivor Series team. Elio, you, myself, uh, Tony Diaz, and Andy Anderson picked our Survivor Series team. And we, we asked the fans, which WPOV member has the better teams? Now, I'm going to start with last place and then to third place. And then what we'll do is we'll take the top two, and you and me, we're going to vote on who has the better team. Okay. Elio, I'm going to tell you right now, it's bad news for you and me. <laughs> um, with 0% of the vote, Rick's around on the third team. Oh, oh no. <laughs> what? My team of Bret Hart, Mankind, Drew McIntyre, Kurt Angle, and Roddy Piper – didn't get a single vote, Elio. How can you go wrong with Bret Hart and Roddy Piper? Right. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it was my mankind pick. I don't know. Um, Elio, your team didn't do so much better. Oh. 17% of the vote. Uh, your team of Roman Reigns, Eddie Guerrero, Undertaker, Bret Hart, and Randy Savage, which, again, how can you go wrong with Eddie Guerrero or Randy Savage? Right. You know, I mean, what is going on, people? <laughs> um. The top two teams was Tony Diaz and Andy Anderson. Um, Andy's team was The Undertaker, Eddie Guerrero, Andre the Giant, The Fiend, and HBK, which, all right, on paper, that's a pretty solid team. But is Undertaker and Andre going to be able to coexist? Hmm. Is The Undertaker and The Fiend going to be able to coexist? Definitely not. I don't (laughs) see that happening. No. And then who's going to outshine the other eddie guerrero or hbk see i don't understand <laughs> what these fans were thinking i think you and i had the most cohesive teams and then you look at this team it's just an all-star team yeah but it's not a team they're not gonna be able to, to I'll, I'll tell you all four of these teams together are a lot better than the team they have for team Rod tomorrow night that's for sure oh for sure i'm with God. you on that um, Tony Diaz has uh, The Rock, Bret Hart, Andre the Giant, The Fiend, and Eddie Guerrero. Now, okay. Now, what happens when The Rock tries to put the sharpshooter on somebody? Bret Hart's going to punch him in the mouth, I think. <laughs> sure. He's um, like, hey, why are you stealing my move? Exactly. I, I, I never do The Rock bottom. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's read some of the comments, and then you and I are going to vote on who we think has a better team, okay? All right, so Matt Novak says, sorry, Rick, but I'm with Elio on this one. Wow, what a <laughs> traitor. 38 lads, <laughs> my ass. Uh, Josh Sanders says, Andy has the best team. Rick, I believe, is the worst. Who asked you, Josh Sanders? <laughs> who asked you? It's probably and, me because I probably tagged him. <laughs> and then, 
And those are the only two comments that we yeah. have on that one. That's the only two comments we want to hear. All right. <laughs> um, for me, you know, I'm looking at Tony's team of Rock, Bret Hart, Andre, The Fiend, and Eddie Guerrero. And I'm looking at Andy's team of Undertaker, Eddie Guerrero, Andre, The Fiend, and HBK. Listen, as good as a team as Andy's is on paper, I think Tony has more of a cohesiveness. That's what I'm looking for in a Survivor Series team. I'm looking for a team that can co coexist with each other. So for me, I'm going to have to give my vote to uh, Team Tony. What about you, Elio? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Team Tony because, uh, like we just said, I don't think you can have a team with a brave, with the Fiend and Undertaker coexisting. Not at all. Yeah, and uh, Andy, don't be such a mark. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. Don't tell him I said that, Anthony. Don't tell him. Um, with that being said, uh, Tony Diaz did receive 50% of the vote, wow. Elio. Andy received 33%. You received 17%. And I received a big fat zero. That's not cool. Not cool at all. Uh, with that all being said, it is now time for the wrestling news from around the world. And before we do that, let's get into some birthdays. Yahoo! That's perfect. See, that's why. Why do we need Miguel Cole? We got the the, the human voice machine and Elio Canella. All right, we only got a couple of birthdays today. Afa turned seventy-eight years old. Elio. Wow. Yeah, he. I mean, he looks seventy-eight. Um, and we saw him uh, with uh, Roman Reigns at Hell in a Cell. Yep. Definitely, uh, he looks it. I remember more of Sika's run. I never, I never got to see them together as a, as a, the Wild Samoans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, only old people like T.J. Logan, Andy <laughs> Anderson, and Tony Diaz get to see that. Um, also, the Bella Twins turned thirty-seven years wow. old. I, I heard that. I heard they want to come back and go go for a run at the tag team titles. Yeah, what do you think about that? Going after the tag uh, titles. I guess I guess it's like uh, something different, like then, because uh, we don't really have any uh, t- any like legitimate teams uh, right now. That's true. That's true. And you so, know what? As somebody that also bashes the Bella Twins for a long time, I honestly am not upset at that. I would like to see them come back and go for the tag team titles and perhaps even win them. Speaking you know, of tag uh, teams, win I- magic. I have a question. Uh, speaking of tag teams, what do you think of this team of Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce? That seems like a oh, it's, pairing. It's ridiculous. Why would you even split up the Iconics then? They, they don't even have, they have nothing in common, these two. I don't get it. Like, why would you put them together? Lacey Evans, first of all, I don't think you can put her in a tag team. She doesn't work within a, a tag team. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it works at all. Um, yeah, I'm I'm so with you. The Iconics definitely should have never broke up. Billy Kay, I, I feel bad for her because we said it on this show for a long time that Peyton Royce is the star they're looking for. Um, me and Tony disagreed with that, though. We thought uh, Billy Kay was the superstar that they were looking for. and But we definitely said not to split them up. They split them up, and then you put her with Lacey Evans? Oh, golly. Doesn't make any sense. Well, anyway, Elio, with that being said, it is now time for the wrestling news from around the world. Bum, 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 bum. Um, uh, some good news for Alexa Bliss. She gets engaged this week. I saw that. So, yeah. yeah. To uh, Ryan Estrada. 
Ryan Cabrera. Ryan Cabrera. Ryan Cabrera. That's right. Ryan Cabrera is a long time ago, long time ago, and very short pop star. I mean, oh, and uh, weird pairing. Must Never have been. The- must have been when I was in school because I don't remember him. <laughs> no, it was a very short period of time where it was a, a Ryan uh, Cabrera kind of. Uh, oh my God, Ryan Cabrera! Oh, okay. That was it. That's exactly how long it lasted. <laughs> um, also in the news this week, uh, NXT War Games, December sixth. Yeah. That's something to look forward to. I'm excited about that. What about you? Yeah, um, I've always uh, been a fan of the War Games um, match, but uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, isn't it? Wasn't there something else around uh, that time as well? Yeah, they're doing they're doing the Shotzi Blackheart is gonna have her team on War Games uh, against uh, Candice LeRae's team. So that's I thought cool. Well, no, I thought I saw like another another event or maybe I'm maybe I have the wrong date. But I thought oh no, AEW Winter is coming December second. Yeah, December second. That's right. Yeah. So uh, which which is weird. I mean, why steal a Game of Thrones? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know I, I thought because uh, actually uh, NXT UK uh, was supposed to have a takeover on October 25th uh, and uh, Hell in the Cell was on the same date. Wow. That's why that I got, weird. that's what, that's why I got confused. I thought they were, they were having two uh, events on December 6th as well. Oh, wow. That would have been, that truly would have been war games right there. Yeah. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. NXT War Games versus AW Winter is coming. It's on the same day. Imagine, right? Imagine it was on the same day, December 6th. Okay, Which right. show do you watch? Ooh, they're, they're on like the same time. Uh, same time, everything. That's that stuff. I, I, I definitely wouldn't do picture in picture. You know what? I'd be more interested in uh, War Games. Because okay. I've, I've always been like, I've always been like, go fan of the War Games match and the concept. So okay, but remember this, Elio. The main event is Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. So you're gonna watch War Games over Kenny Omega and John Moxley. For that, I would actually do a picture in picture, or I'd have two separate because I'm watching them online. I'd have two separate browsers open, one okay. for one and one for the other. Wow. Okay. Side by side. Elio is definitely going to go side by side. Uh, for me, I would definitely pick uh, Winter is Coming. I'm sorry. I re- Moxley, as much as I love war games, Moxley Omega is something I am looking forward to. Um, speaking of moving, the Thunderdome is moving to Tropicana Field from the Amway Center. So the Amway Center is where the Orlando Magic play, and they're getting ready to start their season up. So they're going to be moving from a basketball court to a baseball field for the Tampa Bay Rays. And uh, uh, that no, no. baseball doesn't start up again until April. I so how much different that's going to be, though. It's still, well, a, still a Thunderdome. It is a Thunderdome, but it's a stadium. So it's going to be a lot bigger. So the Amway Center is a lot smaller than a baseball field. So it's going to be a lot more spacious. So they're going to have a lot of things they can do some cool things. Maybe start inviting fans in um, like they do at AEW. They also do have an NXT. They have like some fans in attendance. Yes, they do. 
Um, so that's definitely uh, something to look forward to. Uh, rumors. Uh, rumor has it we're not going to be doing rumors until Tony comes back. So oh, we'll man. look into that unless we get a really fat, nice rumor that we want to see. Um, moving on to injury, Arturo Ruas uh, tore his bicep this week going up against Kushida on NXT. Ooh, okay. Um, and uh, bicep tears can take up to six to eight weeks to recover from, or I think, no, six to eight months. I'm sorry. I remember Drew McIntyre tore his bicep, and he was out for about six months uh, before getting called up. I think when Drew McIntyre tore his bicep, I think they called an audible that gave Andrade Cien Almas at the time the title. Oh, okay. That's how he got That's how uh, he got the title. Okay. Yeah, I think that's – think that's what it was that uh that 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 that's where that happened all right let's go into our hot tag news of the week this week elio uh we got undertaker's greatest moments yeah now before we get into our undertaker's 30th anniversary moments our favorite moments of the undertaker let's go into some of the comments that we had from from our listeners, what what is some of the people say? All right, so Clay Cummings says there are so many, but my personal favorite is his Mania twenty five match with Shawn Michaels. Definitely a game changer. Yes. His dive outside landed right on the cameraman was insane. To me, Taker definitely is one of the greats. Yes, for sure. Now, now, Elio, that dive onto the cameraman. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that wasn't intentional. He just like crashed and burned at that point. Um, but that match with HBK, woo, one of the greatest matches, man. One of the greatest. What else we got? Uh, Bill Pierce says, personally, my two times I faced him. Yes. So Bill Pierce, for those of you that don't know, uh, is a longtime wrestler. Uh, worked in the WWF from ninety to ninety two. Um. Worked for ECW, was an ECW former tag team champion. Oh, wow. Um, and he's wrestled The Undertaker. And, I mean, yeah, he got his ass kicked, and, yeah, he lost. But how many people can say that they fought The Undertaker? Yep. You know? So that that's – that. I mean, when you ask, what is the greatest Undertaker moment? I mean, you got to say that that's your greatest Undertaker moment. Of course. <laughs> I mean, I, I fought him. <laughs> what else you got? And the last comment from Josh Sanders, I love Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. And even though Vince ruined it, my favorite is when he was trying to crucify Stone Cold. Oh, yes. Yes. I remember that episode. That that was uh that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was definitely awesome. Um, fun fact, Undertaker did not like Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. Wow. Um, he said that was his least favorite character Ooh, um, because wow, he is okay. religious right? and he felt like that that was uh, coming into his religion and his religious beliefs oh, um, okay. for me it was one of my favorites honestly That's I, I enjoyed the Ministry of Darkness yes yeah. I mean the a la mala no entiende speaking yeah. <laughs> Latin and all that stuff come on Actually, okay fun trivia fact for you um yeah, that chant you just did mm-hmm. from there. It actually comes from a movie from 1981, Excalibur. Wow. Because uh, when my friends sent me a clip and it had that exact uh, chant in it. 
Wow, that is so cool. Right, we, you know what? Next week, let's translate it and figure it out what it, what it says. Okay. All right, we'll do that. That is awesome. Yeah, Excalibur. Great movie, 1981. Interesting. Um, but yeah, you know, um, Ministry of Darkness, I'm going to take I loved it. I loved the theme yeah. song. I loved the badassery that they had. Yeah. Um, once they went to corporate ministry, that's when they lost me. Uh, that kind of got to NW type level because they kept uh, um, bringing people in. Uh, they kept yep. branching off onto into their own factions. And you know, Gangrel said, you know, when the ministry joined the corporation, he was like, "Yeah, our time is up, guys." He told Edge and Christian that we're not going to be lasting too much longer <laughs> because there's just too many people. So they were just background people at that point. Um, but for me, Elio, my favorite match of The Undertakers, now there's a lot, but for me, I, I broke it down to two of them. First okay. of all, I love Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. It's my favorite Undertaker character. Yep. But I'll tell you this. Undertaker versus Triple H, Hell in a Cell, end of an era match at WrestleMania 28. Mm, great One match. of the greatest yeah. storytelling matches I've ever seen in my lifetime. Um I think that's when Undertaker should have called it quits, in my opinion. He should have remained undefeated at WrestleMania. Um, before I tell my second one, what is one of your favorite Undertaker moments? Okay, so um, uh, Ministry of Darkness uh, was uh, one of my favorites. So, but um, one match that I really liked, this is from Royal Rumble 94, the Cascade match, Undertaker Yokozuna, at the end of that match, it took like 10 guys to get Undertaker into the casket. And then yes. the green mist uh, coming out of the casket and then all the lights went off. He appears on the Titan Tron or the big screen. Yes. So yeah, that was uh, really memorable for me. Yeah, that was that definitely was one of those most memorable moments. And, and, uh, and when he first shows up on the screen, you hear it's like dead silence in the arena, and yep. then he just like turns his head and opens his eyes, and that was yes. yeah, yeah. That was definitely one of those great moments that will live forever with the Undertaker, especially with that giant casket he had to make. <laughs> right, <laughs> he was uh, he was busy at work there. <laughs> um, my other moment, I have to say, Mankind defeating The Undertaker at the 96 SummerSlam, the Boiler Room Brawl. Oh, yeah. I yep. think, I, first of all, you know what, Elliot? I may be in the, the minority here. I'm going to say Undertaker's greatest rival was Mankind. And not because of the Hell in a Cell match, but because of what they did yeah. in 1996. No, I, I remember when uh, Mankind debuted the night after WrestleMania. And he just like, out of nowhere, taxi Undertaker. I've never seen anyone take Undertaker out like that. Yeah, it, it was definitely badass to the extreme. And now, one of my personal favorite moments of The Undertaker was I went to the Raw before WrestleMania 32, where oh, Undertaker man. was fighting Shane. Right. And when I tell you goosebumps, when you hear that dong, like, there's nothing else. Like, my wife was with me, and she was like, you're like a child right now, like, <laughs> gleaming from ear to ear with this grin and smiling. And I'm just like, I know. It's so great, isn't it? But it was. I mean, Shane did jump through a table and elbow dropped Undertaker, which was okay. But... To be there and see the Undertaker in person was just amazing, man. Yep. 
Um, do you have any other Undertaker moments? Uh, this one's not a moment per se. This is actually when a, a story like that, an Undertaker-related story from school. Okay, go ahead. So Halloween's like already done, but this ties in. Um, now they were at this time they were getting pictures together to put in the yearbook. Uh huh. And so one of the people that was running the yearbook wanted to take a picture of me, right? So that day we all had our we went to school dressed in our Halloween costumes. So they want to take a picture, which I tried tracking the person down and never got that picture because, and it was pretty cool because I was dressed up as the Undertaker. Jeez Louise, man. I, well, had the, I, I had the hat, I had the long coat, I had the gloves. My science teacher, this is part, this is like uh, an add-on. My, my grade 11 science teacher, now, he was yelling, he always, he would always yell at the class to stop talking and do their work. So then after he after he quieted everyone down, he comes over to where me and my friends are sitting and he and he starts talking to us and I'm looking at him like, you just told everyone to do their work. <laughs> and he's like, well, no, it's okay. I know you guys always do your work so you can talk. I'm like, okay. So he starts, <laughs> he starts talking WWF with us. Nice. And then, and then he's looking at my uh, costume. He's like, I thought the other team's gloves were orange. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm, I'm like, I think he punched a hole through your TV screen. They were never orange. Yeah, never orange. <laughs> but um, like, it, it was just cool. Like this guy, he would tell the rest of the class to stop talking. Then he would just like come over and talk wrestling with me and my friends. That is awesome. You know, as an educator myself, um, I love talking to my students about wrestling. Uh, it, it's just one of those things that you can bond with. I think, I think one of the stigmas of wrestling, and we've, I mentioned this on our upcoming episode of Wrestling People Be Quarantine, which we talk about holds and finishes, but I also talked about the stigma of wrestling and how wrestling fans tend to not want to talk wrestling with each other in public and i don't it's get just, it i don't get like we need to embrace this guys and then well, the, and the ones who are not wrestling fans they look at us and they're like oh you're such a nerd you're such a geek you you, you, you watch wrestling you watch it that wrestling crap it's yeah like, and you know, and yes then, i am i and am then, and then years later okay th this is what gets me they're in school, they were the ones that used to make fun of me for watching wrestling. Years later, they're on Instagram posting like uh, pictures of Randy Savage or whatever on their Instagram yeah. stories. <laughs> so it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense, guys. Let's just all come together, Elio. That's a great story. You know what we need to do, Elio? We need to track down that guy that took that picture of you, and we need to get that picture. So wherever you are in Toronto, Canada, we're gonna find you. We want the picture. I I don't know. I mean, I I, I bet I, I really hate when they people they take the pictures. They they don't, they never add it to the yearbook. They only add their friends' pictures. To oh yeah, that's 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 it's always the case. This, this is I think this was uh, one of one of those uh, cases where they decided their friends' picture. They forgot the rest. Yeah, for sure. But definitely, we're gonna track them down and we're gonna get that Undertaker picture back for you, Elio. I think. Uh, what we'll do is when we find it, we're going to post it up on our page and we're going to 
have a good look at it. Um, if we find it, <laughs> if we find it, yeah. Um, with that being said, you know, Elio, uh, let's just wrap up our hot tag news with Undertaker. Undertaker yeah. 30th anniversary. Do you Yo. think this is the end of the Undertaker? Are we ending it this Sunday at Survivor Series, or are we gonna go you know, one more match at WrestleMania? <laughs> I don't want to see this guy anymore. Like, just like stop. Like. It, when this is the Undertaker, when he first debuted, he had some great matches. Not all of them were like stellar matches, but now, like in the past few years, like as he's gotten older, they've not been as great. So I, I wanna, I wanna say uh, yes, but I have a feeling we're gonna see one more. I don't know. All so right, it's, it's hard to say. I mean. I, Clearly, it feels like we're gonna get one more match. I don't yeah. think it ends at Survivor Series. I, mean, I think it's he, he, last he, Survivor Series. He always says he's done, and then he somehow uh, makes a return in one form or other. Yeah. Well, with that being said, guys, make sure you go to prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestling pov and purchase a shirt today for nineteen ninety nine. Um. Yeah, we got four different t-shirts. We got Wrestling POV. We got a Miguel Cole one. We got Wrestling POV Global. We got the legend and we got the gentleman. And the gentleman points downward towards your nether regions. <laughs> oh, so naughty. Um, for sure, check that out at uh, wrestling, uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash wrestling POV. Also, we have uh, go to collarandelbowbrand.com. Save yourself 10% by using promo code WPOV. Guys, we have so much content coming your way. I want you guys to understand that we are busting our asses here at Wrestling POV. The Wrestling POV family, we're all working really hard. 2021 is looking to be a new year for us in which we're going to be releasing new content with more content and and with all different levels of wrestling knowledge and, and, and so much fun. Um... For now, though, we have Wrestling POV Podcast, where every Saturday you're going to find me and Tony Diaz that we discuss WWE and Hall. We got every Friday, Elio Canella, TJ Logan, and Andy Anderson. They discuss the whereabouts of AEW Dynamite. And they discuss all of New Japan Pro Wrestling. They discuss some indie wrestling. They got some great interviews with indie wrestlers. And MLW Impact, they cover it all. And let's not forget, WPOV quarantine every Tuesday. This Tuesday, Elio, man, you guys talked to the Bushwhacker Luke. Yeah, How awesome did. was that, man? That was crazy. I, I wish I, I was on there so I could get I, a virtual licking of the head. I tell you, I was 15 years old again hanging out with the Bushwhackers. That was amazing, man. And then this upcoming week, uh, I think special guest Savio Vega is going to be making another appearance, which is mm-hmm. really, really cool. So make sure you guys check that out every Tuesday. Um, this week coming up, we got holds and uh, finishes. I'm on there with Elio, with Andy, with TJ, with Otto from, uh, uh, what's it called? Alberta Wrestling Academy, AWA. Yep. Uh, he's the head trainer there with, along with uh, Bruce Hart, which is an amazing thing. Uh, he's a great guy. Great interview. Make sure you guys check that out on Tuesdays on YouTube, Facebook, for the video messages and for the video uh, things, and also check it out on on audio on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn Radio for free. 
Um, Elio, tell the people where they can find us on social media. So on social media, you can write to us on Facebook at Wrestling POV Podcast, Instagram Wrestling POV One, and Twitter at Wrestling POV. Nice. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure. Make sure you guys check us out. Make sure you give us a like. Make sure you you follow us and 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 like what we got. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Let your family know. Let your your mommy, your daddy, your bald headed granny. Let them know. Hey, check out Wrestling POV podcast. We got it all. They got it all over there. All right, Elio. With that being said, it is now time for this week in wrestling. All right. Let's get raw. All right, um, Elio. What was the low moment of Monday Night Raw this week? For me, I have two actually have the the um I believe it was like the six woman tag match with Alana. Again, they put Alana through a table. Yeah, for nine weeks in a row. And um Retribution versus Team Raw. This has to be the worst Team Raw I have ever seen put together. Yeah, it's pretty bad and Unfortunately, Elio, I think they're gonna win. Uh, just know, I I probably prefer the SmackDown team much better. I mean, that's a more it just looks more cohesive. These guys can't even get along with each other. Yeah, you know. I, I, and what's with, what's I, what's with the uh, nicknames? The mongoose, Fireface. Oh my God! Yeah, the Skipper. But but it was a funny moment when AJ was like, "You speak English." <laughs> Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, you know, Elio, for me, the low moments of Raw was the opening Drew McIntyre or in a Miz promo. I gave that a one. I was yeah. not feeling it. I also I gave, gave I also gave a one to the six woman tag match, Oscar, Mandy, Dana defeating Lana, Nia, and Shayna. Mm-hmm. Um, Mandy looks like she's gonna be out of action for some for a little while because of Nia Jax last week. And, we and, the ring. and see, this is where I was uh, talking. Oh, hold on. This is where I was talking about um, whether Shayna can be a face or not because she's like, did you really have to injure Mandy that bad? Exactly. <laughs> That's where what do we, what do we have here. What do we have Miguel, here? Miguel's oh, best friend. What's going on? TJ Logan. Oh, <laughs> man. TJ Logan has joined us from the nether regions of Andy's buttocks. What? No, 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 Rick. Keep no. your little fantasies to yourself. Listen, I man. Know you the two I got some issues. I'm Crisco oil. I know this. I know this. I got some issues you with you guys. You got issues. I believe you have issues. I do. But I got yeah. some issues with you. I said in the beginning of the show. Oh. Just be, you didn't stick up for me, man. You are Elio. Didn't stick up for me when Andy went on a tirade, called me a cowboy. I don't want to be a cowboy. <laughs> well, I don't Jerry know. Jerry Seinfeld reference. I thought you'd want to be yes. a cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're finishing up our, our This Week in Raw. Um, right now, uh, Elio, what were your high moments of Monday Night Raw this week? So, uh, my, you know what? I, maybe it's just me, but I kind of found the Firefly Funhouse. Uh, I gave that in two because the first time I saw it, I'm like, oh, what is this? And then yeah. I went back and watched it. I'm like, okay, it's, it's not as bad as it looked the first time. All right. Yeah. Uh, 
this week's Firefly Funhouse, I was not feeling it. I was struggling to find something. Uh, but you know what, Elio? My highest point? Come on, man. Drew McIntyre defeating Randy Orton. To yeah, become, I, yeah, I gave that one a three. I gave that one a three and a half, the highest yeah. mark of the night, uh, three and a half. And even at the end of the match, I don't know if you noticed, when they did the three count, Randy Orton pat uh, Drew McIntyre on the leg. And that was just like a sign of, here you go, brother. Good job. You know, you earned this kind of thing. And, and I don't think the, the average wrestling fan can catch that. But that's a, that's a pretty cool moment right there between Orton and Drew. Um, just for reference, uh, Bray Wyatt defeating The Miz. I think the storytelling in that match was amazing. Mm-hmm. I think having Alexa really like, she is insane. Oh, and, and I love it. I, I, I like that ending when she was like, over Walking the on the, of the barricades, <laughs> yep. she like just like slowly creeps up with that smile on her face, starts walking along. <laughs> it, it's just, it's just, it's just perfect. Um, for me, Monday Night Raw this week wasn't terrible. I wasn't, I wasn't that upset with it. I thought it was pretty good. It started off slow and ended very strong. Um, so I gave uh, Monday Night Raw this week a two point one. What about you? Okay, I uh, gave it a one point nine just because of the two ones that I gave it. Yeah, no, I, now I feel you on that. And also, just a re- uh, another mention: Angel Garza's promos backstage with these roses and everything. What do you think they're doing with this? I'm not understanding where they're going with that. <laughs> another Lothario, like that's that's exactly what we need. <laughs> another this, this misogynist man in, in the world of professional <laughs> wrestling. Um. <laughs> It is now time for NXT POV Mamma Mia. Um, for me this week, uh, the, the lowest moment of NXT has to be Leon Ruff defeating Johnny Gargano. Now, listen, guys, I gave it last week. I gave it the, the great moment. I gave it a three. I was just like, yes, Leon Ruff won the title. Fine. But don't do it to me again. And then don't drag it out and make this match as long as you did. I gave this match a one. Um, I was not feeling it. Actually, that wasn't even my lowest moment. I'm sorry. My lowest moment was Cameron Grimes versus Loomis, Dexter Loomis, in a blindfold match. Point five. Hell no. (laughs) And listen, we've had some great blindfold matches. Jake the Snake. That was not a great – Jake the Snake (laughs) – Versus Rick Martel? No, we didn't like that match. Blindfold uh, matches usually are terrible. Uh, Can you really call this a blindfold match? This is more like a sack on the head match. Really? It was a sack on the head match for sure. Um, I gave that a point five. What, what were your What was your low moment, uh, TJ? What did you think of NXT? What was the lowest moment for you? Oh man, you know what? Uh, okay, it was a tough one because I really super enjoyed the first part with Leon Ruff in the beginning when they like had. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Priest. The Damian Priest stuff was funny. Uh, I liked how they worked some of that out. That uh, building Leon to be like the tough guy and stuff like like trying to fight back. Uh, I gotta say though, when you see glaring things happen, like things you can't suspend your disbelief. Like Leon Ruff, like leaped like three feet over Johnny Gargano, and Gargano sold it like he was nailed in the head with a sledgehammer. Yes, yes, which was terrible. terrible. Um, I. Uh, the Timothy Thatcher match itself, I thought they could have done more with. I don't know. Maybe it was the lowest part for me, I'm going to have to say. which Because this was a really strong episode. 
There wasn't a lot I hated in this. Yeah, the Leon Ruff match wasn't the greatest, but it's still building a story in there, which I did enjoy. Okay. Uh, and it puts him in a weird position now, right? I mean, it was tough enough that he was going to have to fight Gargano one-on-one. Now he's got to fight Priest and Gargano one-on-one. I liked William Regal's... Uh... William Regal's reaction after Leon Ruff slapped the team Reese. He's like, you deserve that. Yes, that was <laughs> yes. awesome. Yeah. Elio, what was your lowest moment of NXT this week? I gave it to uh, Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae versus Keith Kenzo and Kaden Carter. Yes. Yeah, yes. that was pretty bad, too. It wasn't the greatest. That was pretty rough. I also, uh, to mention about the Thatcher match, I just felt like it was too long with Austin mm. Gray. Like, you, you should have ran right through this dude. And then Ciampa comes out. I can't wait to see Ciampa versus Thatcher, yeah. though. That is going to be a sick, sick matchup. Um, well, that being said, Rick, what did you think of when um, the, the reaction Timothy Thatcher had? Oh, it was great. When, when Ciampa came out, all of a sudden he, he seriously looked like he was scared of yeah. Ciampa. But not like... Not the usual chicken shit runaway stuff, but like, yeah. whoa, whoa, you know? Yeah, I, I, found like, that a I don't very have unique. any beef with you. I don't have a problem with you. Like, that, yeah, he that, had the I fear was, in there. Yeah. yeah. Yep. yep. I, I feel it. I, I loved it. Um, my highest moment of NXT this week, um, I, I gave it to Kushida defeating uh, Arturo Ruas, and it's so upsetting that Ruas got hurt because I felt like he can be a, a, a mainstay on NXT, but now he's got a torn bicep gonna be out six to eight months Mm -hmm. it's just it's just it's detrimental to his career Mm -hmm. man like this was a huge moment for him also i have to say the ending promo finn balor uh pat mcafee and undisputed era coming out i thought that was badass i gave that a three um elio what was your highest moments of nxt this week my highest okay my highest moment that was one of them the finn balor and i did when i had rhea ripley and eos right nice well well what about so now people are saying, Elio, that Rhea Ripley may be done with NXT. Where do you see her going? Where do you see her landing? That, that's what I yeah, that's what I heard. Um I really hope that she doesn't go to Raw. I can see her on SmackDown. Okay, okay. I, I I have something that may change your mind on that. All okay. right. I'll, I'll all right. talk about it when we talk about SmackDown. Uh TJ, what was your highest moment of NXT this week? Well, definitely really enjoyed the women's match. I, I thought it was really well done. Uh, love the fact, I'm sorry to say this, but when you see wrestlers wearing piercings and weird crap, you always think, wow, what did they think that through? Like, wouldn't that hurt if that got, and then we see, uh, yeah. we see, uh, we see her um, Ripley get her ear ripped. I thought that was like, oh, yuck, oh, but a yeah, great match, a very great yeah. match. And I can't believe I'm going to say this because first of all, I do not the biggest fans of the two wrestlers involved hate this kind of match but the uh sack on a head match i found amusing i found it was a whole different way to do I, this I, I just i just like that part though where i came grimes thought that it was dexter loomis behind it because robin starts beating up the referee yes why can't the young bucks ever do that anyway um <laughs> <laughs> no um I know it's like I can't stand Dexter Loomis and I can't stand well camera guys is up and down with me okay yeah. but what a, funny, the moon. <laughs> what a funny what a funny way what a funny way to present this tired old match I mean 
let's these like blindfold matches are the stupidest matches in the world. They're never fun because in realism, really guys tripping over each other to grab each other is not a fun <laughs> thing to watch, right? But what a yeah. weird way to present this. Uh, I found it interesting. I found it hilarious that Grimes kept trying to attack uh, Loomis. And even when he didn't have a, a, a thing on, he yeah. still misses Loomis. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, I found it interesting. It, it, was, it was okay for me. Um, but yeah, I think the highlights still have to... And I just want to say, what do you, okay, the Leon Ruff thing, all right? I have to ask Rick, okay? Yep. Do you, where do you see this going? Is this just a way to get the belt back onto Priest? Uh, is Ruff actually, I mean, is he just going to be jumped to the wayside? You know, this, some, this feels to me like, remember when they had that Zach Gowan guy where they pushed him yes. for three weeks and then buried and gone and, you know, what, what, yeah. where do you see this going? No, I, I definitely see it like that. I think Leon Ruff has finally, for me, and I've said this on the show before, Leon Ruff was the Barry Horowitz of NXT, and I really appreciated him, and I loved that he got the contract. He got the three-year contract. Um, I honestly think this is the end for him. As in North American Championship, he's definitely losing to Damian Priest or Johnny Gargano. Um, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say it's the end for him. I Maybe put him in a tag team, maybe have him just be the jobber that we know he can be, but you know what? A respectable jobber. Like we know that he can win a big one. We know mm-hmm. he can shock you. So maybe every now and then have him win a match. You know, um, but I listen, the guy can work. He worked at mm-hmm. Evolve. I saw some of his matches at Evolve before. Um, he's definitely a, a great athlete and he can mm-hmm. move around in the ring. He's very unique. But the thing All is 64 pounds of him. Yes, that's the thing. Yeah. So he is a stretched out version of Marco's stunt, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh but, my! Uh, but yeah, you know the last the, before we move on to AEW, I want to say yeah. this: the Boa and William Regal segment. I am so captured by this moment. What? Oh, what is I, Boa? Yeah, I don't know. What I is was, he talking about? Who is I she? Was, I was actually I'm gonna ask uh, what that whole thing was about last what? week with that one guy coming out. Yeah, with the ancient Chinese dude coming yeah, out. Yeah, like, I wonder Ooh. where they're going with this. Well, this leads to two things, right? Either one, they're going to introduce some crazy woman wrestler out of nowhere, a debut for someone, yep. or which I probably think Zaya's got a whole new attitude, a new packaging. She's been unleashed or something. Yeah, because she definitely needs something, boy. She definitely needs something. Yeah, and okay. I'm telling you right now, I'm happy for either one. <laughs> that's, that's the way I look at it. Um, overall, I gave NXT this week a 1.9. Elio, what did you give it? I went with a 2.07. 2.07. Okay, not bad. All right, it is now time for AEW Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, AEW, the lowest moments for me. Oh my God! A point five. This inner circle go to Vegas. Bullcrap. Oh, oh my you. God! It was atrocious, and I'm just like, this is such a great episode of AEW, and you guys are ruining it. You're ruining it, Elio. I, I I'm pretty sure I know where you're gonna answer. What your answer is? What is your lowest moment of AEW this week? It's uh, funny as it. As uh, some of it was entertaining, like that has to be a low point for me. Definitely a low point. Tom, T 
TJ, what do you think? What's your lowest point of um, I, I bitched about this on Global. I, Andy seems to be the only person who found this like interesting and fun. And if I seem to remember, Elio seemed to like the homage a lot. Now he's in a room of hostels. He seems to be changing his guts pretty no, quickly here. I know but, I uh, said I found something funny. The hangover parody and stuff. Yeah, no, this was... But the whole thing, like everything else, I just... In one sense, okay, I'm going to soften a bit from what I said on Global. Um, not for the fact that I, I didn't enjoy this at all. Really yeah. did not enjoy this at all. But it's the same kind of crap that uh, WWE does now and then, right? And guys, you know, Andy made a point. You know, some people want to see the fun parts, not too much, but a bit of the fun parts of wrestlers now and then. There were some, I guess, if you, if you took it apart as just a skit, there was some funny stuff on there. Yeah. There was some, yeah. you know, That's for me being Mr. For me being Mr. Wrestling Watcher, I, I, it bothered me to have such a great episode kind of brought down with two, not just even one, but two segments of this nonsense. So yeah, yeah not yeah, not my not my bag. For sure, my lowest point. And you know what? I listened to you guys show on uh, Friday. Uh, you know what? Young Bucks versus defeating Top Flight. I gave this a four. This was mm. a phenomenal matchup. Um, you know, I don't agree with Andy with his view on the Young Bucks and, and Top Flight. I get it. He's a curmudgeon, and he looks at <laughs> like this, like flips and all that. It wasn't just flips, man. They were telling the story. Oh, the psychology was, was there. Yeah, it was a very good match. Very and solid. And you know what? And, and honestly, I'm honestly feeling, and I've always said it, that brothers are the best teams. You know, yes. family members are the best teams because they can trust each other. Look at what we got with Penta and Ray Phoenix last week. Mm-hmm. You know, so such a great match. When we put brothers in a ring, Bret Hart, Owen Hart, when they ever faced off against each other, how great it was. When they tagged together, how great it was. Because mm-hmm. they trust each other to the fullest level. So when you put a team 21 and 19 years old from top fight, 21 mm-hmm. and 19, let that sink in for you for a second. You know, some people start training at 19. This yeah. kid was hopping at least six, seven feet in the air over the young bucks. I mean, the young that bucks are crazy. not seven feet tall, well, but he be three feet tall. But he, yeah, <laughs> he cleared them by a good two feet. Um, I uh, oh my god, this this was a great match. Um, gave it a four. That was my highest moment. Um, I just also have to mention this Moxie promo. Amazing, I loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. Talking about how he's the good guy and how he's tired, he's beaten up, but he's gonna keep fighting because he's the good guy. Also, I have to say, John Silver and Anna J. Wow, <laughs> wow! You know, for somebody like me who who crapped, and you know what, Elio, I got some more business with you. I did answer the question about John Silver. They said. Yes, no, or who? I said who, and I said because he's just a steroided out Marco stunt. So I did answer the question. But <laughs> oh, John Silver, John Silver, um, really caught me. He's so captivating in this promo, and I was just like, okay, I- I'm with it. And then Anna J coming in saying she's coming after Sheeta. Okay, I'm also with that. Um, so, I, I loved Anna Jay standing there, like as if she yes. was at the edge of a car wreck, going, "Holy crap, yes. <laughs> he's going but, insane!" <laughs> but I'm glad, I'm glad, because for for psychology purposes, yeah. that she did not laugh or did yeah. she did not roll her eyes. Yeah. like she's part of this. And it looked that, like she that, came close, but yes, she, she held herself. Oh, no, she definitely did. I saw. I was like, "Okay, she gonna do it? Is she? All right, we're good. She didn't do it." 
Um, Elio, what is your high moment of AEW this week? High moment that I gave to the Top Flight Young Bucks match. Okay. And, and what about anything? anything uh, just a, it was just a really great match. Great storytelling. That's what, That's all I have for that one. Uh, just a great match. Great storytelling overall. Well, awesome. As you guys have been both talking about this match, I have a question for uh, Rick. Okay, yes. I'm sorry, sorry to intrude in that. Um, so now we've got Top Flight, right? And, they, and I mean, they had this great uh, package in the beginning that explained who they are, sold mm-hmm. who they are, helped develop who they are, right? Then you have, there's obviously going to be comparisons here to Private Party, okay? Uh, another team that's uh, akin in their style and their whatnot. Yet for me, uh, Private Party has fallen flat quite a bit. And yes. Top Flight seemed to really capture me. And I tried to think in my head, and I want to ask your opinion about this, okay? Yes. And I wanted to say, first of all, obviously, it sounds like you, you, you're more of a proponent for top flight. Yes, for sure. For okay. sure. Okay. And the, I think for me, the reason why I enjoy top flight more, and I was trying to explain to Andy, was the fact that top flight come off as a team. Yes. As two guys working together a machine, almost like FTR used to be presented. Okay. Yeah. You know, which I think they're failing a little bit right now, but uh, they came out as a machine, like the Road Warriors. You never knew, you know, so many teams that would come out in the old days, you'd be like, oh, that's that dude and that dude. And eventually they're going to break up, turn on each other, whatever. But there are only a few teams who were teams, right? Top Flight had the feeling of me, sure, they each had moves and stuff, but it always felt like private party is like, okay, buddy, your turn. Go in, sell your crap, then tag me in. I'll go do my moves. And, you know, Instead, it didn't seem like a set formula. It felt like a real team juggernauting through doing what they have to do. And I think that if they can keep that, wouldn't that be great? That's how you bring back tag team wrestling. For sure. And, I, and I'm with you on that 100%. I think Top Flight has everything they, they need to be a top team. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, with the Street Profits diet, um, I really think Private Party is just they don't have it. I'm sorry. Um, I know uh, the House of Glory people will definitely disagree with me because that's where mm-hmm. they came from. But mm-hmm. honestly, I don't. I don't see it. I, I, I don't see it at all. Um, overall, I gave AEW this week a 2.3. Elio, I went with a 2.1. 2.1. Interesting. Interesting. Where's all my right. home? Where's my home? You didn't give me a highlight of the day. What? You oh, gave me a low light, but you didn't oh. give me no highlight. What's your highlight? I'm sorry. I'm so What's sorry. What's your highlight? <laughs> well, only only saying this because I really thought this was a very solid, good match. Uh, Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. That was my second and highest. I gave it a three. Have we sold you on – have you been – have you buying the Serena Deeb ticket yet or are you still not uh, – I, I get, though. We talked about this on the show, why we felt that maybe you weren't really buying into Serena Deeb so much. And is the fact is she dresses a little generic. Yes. And she doesn't – She's a solid wrestler, but she's not flashy enough to grab attention with some moves. She doesn't have enough flashy uh, yeah. impact moves, and I get that. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, in a nutshell, um, you look at her and you're just like, "She's a champ." I, mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, but, but I it, think. Let's go ahead. But I think Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. I'm definitely looking mm-hmm. forward to that. That's definitely going to be something to look forward to. And maybe, hopefully, Thunder Rosa can bring the wrestler out of Britt Baker and make something of her. Yes. You know, 
I have to say one of the highlights of, of, of just like the part, if we had to say what part grabbed me the most in this whole show was the part where after Thunder Rosa had been defeated and she slid out of the ring and she acted like she was very hurt, a little disorientated. She kind of just walked forward and then out of nowhere, jumped Britt Baker. You did not see it coming, which was so awesome. And Absolutely. I thought it was because usually you just see that shit a mile away when someone jumps out, you know, oh, they're going to jump somebody and blah, blah, blah. She played it so well that I, I really enjoyed it. The fight was yeah between them. <laughs> there was parts yeah. of it that were like, really? Ten referees and they, Thunder Rosa keeps running through. OK, but uh, other than that, though, I, I thought I thought it was a very solid match between these ladies. And uh, I like I said, I get the thing with Deeb, but I think if Deeb just had Changed her look slightly and maybe threw in some cool move. She has the nut, uh, stuff and the, the guts to carry on full matches and be a credible champion. For sure. I agree with you. Let's get into this uh, Wednesday night delight where we have NXT go head to head against AEW. Currently, NXT is ahead four to AEW's two. Now, listen, AEW, a solid show. NXT, solid show. But for me, I'm going to give the slight edge to AEW this week. I think AEW was a great show from beginning to almost the end because Team Taz ended the show. But I think, <laughs> I think it was a great show from the beginning to the end. Um, Pack defeating Blade, that was also another good match that we didn't mention. Uh, yeah. Even Orange Cassidy defeating uh, Kip Sabian. I, I wasn't angry at it. I wasn't upset. Yeah. I gave it a two. So I thought it was a great match. The thing is with NXT, too much Gargano, too much rough. Uh, Cameron Grimes and Loomis didn't sell me on anything. Um, but everything else was really good. Except, And then like Elio said, Candice LeRae and Hartwell defeating Carter and Catanzaro. Uh, the, so there was, there was more good moments in AEW than NXT for me. Now, TJ, okay. where are you going with this? Uh, let Elio go first because I have to make my last decision here. I because I, I, right. I was really leading to something, but you also brought up some points, so I'm battling them in my head right now. And okay, let Elio go, and then I, I'm just curious. No, no, well, okay, <laughs> initially I went with NXT, but now that you like bring up like all these like points, I'm gonna, I'm starting to like I might have to go with AEW this week with all the points you just brought up about the show. Wow. You see, that's what I do. That's what I do. Yeah. That's what I do. I, okay, I, 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 I got to say this then. Um, boy, you know, I watched AEW and we've had some yep. brutal AEWs for the last couple of weeks. And I watched this show and I was like, oh my goodness, thank God. We're going to have a competitive, competitive uh, competition here for this week, right? Then I sat down and watched NXT. Yes, the matches and stuff on AEW were better, right? But there was something about the flow of NXT, uh, the opening part, into the stupidness with Loomis. Like, those are guys I don't even like, but they made me laugh and made me go into it. At the end, I sat there and went, oh, shit. <laughs> Who the hell do I vote for? Like, um, I was leaning towards NXT. And I've, I've, your points, Rick, on AEW, pretty amazing. But in the end, the way I always rate these shows doesn't always come. It never really comes down to matches or this. It's like, which one gave me the better feel afterwards? Yeah. And as much as I loved AEW this week, I came out of NXT going, ah, that was awesome. Well, I had a good time. So I'm going to have to go. I know I'm losing here. I know you guys, have, it's obviously AEW <laughs> win, but I'm going to throw in mine as NXT 
just because I have all to right. be honest. I have to be honest. All right, no, and that's and that's all we ask for. It's your POV. We're not going to shit on you, even though you're wrong and you lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> NXT has lost to AEW this week, and now AEW's catching up. It's four to three. AEW. Let's just say this: since we started this, AEW has never had a lead or has mm-hmm. never been tied for Ooh. a lead ever. So. Next, if next week is very important. And you know what? Next week, after next week, we have winter is coming. That is the opportunity. Game so of Thrones Vegas, is back? Yes. Oh, no. You didn't know? <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so we got a couple more weeks. If they win next week, winter is coming. They have to win that week. So yeah. it's possible that in the next coming weeks, AEW can take on top, be on top of NXT for the first time ever in our opinions, in our POVs. All right, it is now time for the SmackDown a Breakdown. Let's break it down, Elio. Um, the lowest moment of SmackDown, well, there was a lot of them, in my opinion. Uh, New Day, Sami Zayn, Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, promo uh, in the beginning. Uh, one. Terrible, terrible, the terrible. I didn't, terrible. I am so done with the New Day. Uh, oh, first of all, and uh, even Dolph Ziggler even uh, called them on this. They're like, you already had your farewell match, Sean Smith. And you already had your uh, farewell match. And they're like, well, that was a, a SmackDown superstars. Now we're Raw superstars. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Why are you here? Exactly. Um, also, my low moments, Natalia defeating Tamina. Uh, gave no. that a one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, Tamina can't get any kind of respect. I get it. This was the moment to give Natalia that win, but I think it was bad storytelling. Let Natalia not get on Survivor Series team. I was saying that this was a moment for, for uh, what's her name? Uh, I would have replaced uh, Natalia with Carmella because I've, yes. not, I've not felt this uh, – this re- since she returned, uh, like I don't know where they're going with this. Like all well, she's done is all she's done is attack uh, Sasha Banks. Well, I think that's where they're going with it. I think they're going with uh, giving her the title or coming for the title. Oh. Um, but I would have Elio. I think I would have went with Rhea Ripley on this one. Rhea Ripley looks like she's done with with NXT. Why not put her on Team SmackDown? Oh. You know, and then. What you can do is she takes the final spot from Natalia and then have Natalia start feuding with her after Survivor Series. I mean, it's there for you guys. Write the damn script. You listen to my show. You, see? you listen to us talking. <laughs> they they listen. Do it. No, they all don't. They're not listening. All they do is hear us, but they don't listen. Hey guys, I guarantee you that's probably what's going to happen here. Yeah, I, 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 there's no way Natalia is going to make it in. She has a history oh. of getting on the team and never making it in. Oh, that's uh, true. This is the opening. This is the Rhea Ripper opening. Yep, and and, but I do have to say this: the real lowest moment of this whole show, I gave a point five with Sasha and Oscar's oh, promo. Jeez. And you know what? Tony gets on Sasha's promo skills. Oscar is yeah. fucking terrible. Excuse my French. Fucking terrible. This was the worst Oscar pro. Oh, you didn't know. You can't see me. Yeah, no. where did that come from? This was uh, terrible. <laughs> um, Oscar, point five. I was disgusted. It was such a bad taste. I felt like I had poison mist in my mouth. Just out of nowhere with the you can't see me. I'm like, what? Trying to see this. Well, you year? know what, Elio? I honestly think that Oscar is now turning heel. 
That's what it looks like because she didn't help Sasha. She just stood there and they kept panning to her. And commentary didn't say anything about that. They kept talking about Carmella, but the camera kept panning to Oscar just standing there looking on. Um, and I think that's where Rhea Ripley comes in. And unfortunately, I think Rhea Ripley's going to go to Raw and she's going to be dealing with Oscar. Unfortunately, that's where I think Rhea Ripley goes. But do you see Rhea Ripley as a as a as a face? As a face on Monday Night Raw and taking mm-hmm. out Oscar, taking the belt from Oscar. Um, or she could win the Rumble. The Rumble's mm-hmm. right around the corner. You can have her uh, join the Rumble. Um, Elio, what was your lowest moment, uh, and why was it Sasha and Oscar's promo? <laughs> My lowest moment: Natalia and Tamina, and uh, the whole Oscar Sasha Banks. Uh, segment that was yeah. just terrible it was, it was bad um my highest moments it was only a 2.5 was buddy murphy defeating seth rollins and uh, daniel bryan defeating jay uso gave both matches a 2.5 um smackdown for me this was a terrible go home show the fact that they didn't have their teams completed yet was bad um there was there's no unity you know at least even though Raw's team is all falling apart, the men's team. SmackDown's team hasn't even gotten together and done anything together at all. You added Otis. And that, that's, a terrible, that's a terrible final tag for oh, the – yeah. It's really bad. What, what was your high moments of SmackDown this week? I either um, – I gave it to Murphy and Seth Rollins, Brian, Dan Bryan, Chavis, and I, the contract signing. All right. What what was so great about this contract signing? Just, uh, for Roman me, Reigns. I wasn't a fan of it. I don't just uh, Roman Reigns delivery, his promos lately, this whole new character he's got going on. Yeah, no, I can see that. I can see that for sure. For me, overall though, SmackDown was my lowest rating. I gave it a one point five this week. Okay. Well, what about you, Elio? Uh, it's when I just gave, I gave it like just a two. All right, a two. All right, yeah, not bad. Just, just, right. uh, yeah, right down the middle, two. All right, let's go over our Raw versus SmackDown versus NXT. Currently, NXT's ahead 15 to Raw's 11 to SmackDown's five. Elio, honestly, if I go by my ratings, I have Raw ahead, then NXT, then SmackDown. Um, yeah. But I am willing to go back and forth between Raw and NXT. SmackDown is definitely not winning this week for me. It's definitely between Raw and NXT. What do you have? Well, I, I had uh, initially I had uh, NXT Raw and uh, SmackDown. SmackDown. No, I had initially uh, NXT SmackDown and Raw. But uh, looking at it uh, now, I'm gonna have to switch Raw and SmackDown. Okay, so you go with NXT. NXT Ron smacked it down this week. All right. You know what? I agree with you. I want to go with NXT Raw and SmackDown. Um, NXT has just been running away with this lately. Uh, they were tied with Raw once upon a time at 11, currently at 16 <laughs> to Raw's <laughs> 11 to SmackDown's 5. It looks like NXT is having another good year. Um, I don't know why SmackDown's been so bad. <laughs> It's just been terrible, man. It's just been bad. Uh, let's go into our WWE versus AEW, or like you guys like to say, the interpromotional, intergalactical, inter, inter, intercom. Um, <laughs> let's go. Uh, we have this week 
TJ, I don't know if you want to save your POV for your show, but you can give us a little sample of where, where you're leaning. We got Keith Lee versus Lance Archer. Wow. <laughs> wow. What do you got, Elio? What do you think? Oh, um, that's just a hard one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go with Lance Archer. Okay. Give me a reason why. Why are you going with Lance Archer? Um, it's not like it. Why we, he's got AEW and JPW uh, under his belt. Uh, like big guy. He's got the uh, he's got that EBD claw. Even though we know that that claw is a stupid move on its own, but the way he does it, at least yeah. he just like puts the, his opponents down and that's it. No, but, I, you know what? I agree with you. I'm also going with Lance Archer over Keith Lee. I think. Keith Lee, as big as he is, as great as he moves around the ring, his character is the cowardly lion. Oh, put him up salutations. Oh, I cannot stand that. When I look at Lance Archer, I see the murder hawk. I see that everybody's going to die. You know, that's just, I feel that character. I feel the, the, the anger and the, the strength, like we like to say, the strength and the strength that he has. It's just too much strength. Keith Lee's just like so laid back, like greetings and salutations. Yeah, it just doesn't go <laughs> with, with who he is. I mean, it's just like a big teddy bear. But when you look at the murder hawk, Lance Archer, you're just like, okay. And then when you look at the body of work, you know, a lot of people look at these AEW, WWE battles, and they just like, and, and, and uh, Andy said this last week about... Uh, Dolph Ziggler, well, he said it this week on the show about Dolph Ziggler, that time is hurting him. And I, I agree with that. I think time is hurting him. Um, but just because you didn't put as much time in as somebody else doesn't mean that you're worse than that person. And the way I look at it, at it is Lance Archer's been doing this for a long fucking time, too. Um, and if you look at his body of work, the New Japan impact and stuff like that all around mm-hmm. where he's been, he, he, he's been doing damn good. So I got to go with Lance Archer on this one over uh, Keith Lee. Now, TJ, what do you got? Well, I think you uh, have to look at the two guys. You take a look at Lance Archer, the murder hawk. I mean, his record and stuff. And if you are a lower preliminary guy, yes, you should be terrified because you're probably going to be stomped around by Lance Archer. If you're Moxie or any of the big guys, you've beaten Archer. So Murder Hawk that. On the flip side, you have Limitless. Yes. Yes, he's playing the stupid. <laughs> but how long do these kind of characters really last, right? Uh, sometimes uh, Vince McMahon likes to put people into kind of a role for now. And I really do believe Limitless really is Keith Lee because he's going to be shedding this by next year. There won't be the. <laughs> it'll start to be a new presentation of him. And I think they're holding him back till his room and his time will come. Lance Archer has been around a gazillion years. He's had some good matches, but the bulk of his great matches are tag team runs with Davey Boy Smith Jr. in New Japan. He didn't do anything on his own there, really. He had a tiny run. Um, He's been a tag team utility guy most of his career. And uh, I really am not liking how they're putting him in AEW right now. The presentation has not been the potential. Uh, boy, this is a tough one because this could go either way. Keith Lee, he could honestly uh, 
just stay this character and be whatever silliness he is for now. Lance Archer may never go forward or not. So I'm gonna I'm not gonna say my actual pick for now because talking with you guys, I see the thing, but I'm gonna have to take a few days now to think about it because in the right when you said it, I went Keith Lee, but then I don't watch enough WWE lately to see what they're developing them into. So I'm going to take some more time this week, go back and, All right, some absolutely. Stuff and see what you guys are. Cause obviously you guys are really uh, not seeing the Keith Lee. So maybe I'm missing something here. Yeah. So every, fans, you guys get the chance to vote uh, tomorrow. We're going to post up on our Facebook page for sure. We're going to have Keith Lee versus Lance Archer. And then on Friday, the global guys, Elio Canella, TJ Logan, Andy Anderson will give more details of their POVs and they will give their votes on who should win between Lance Archer and uh, Keith Lee. Uh, with that being said, let's move on to our Survivor Series predictions. All right. Ooh. We're going to give our predictions for Survivor Series. And then after Survivor Series, look out for WPOV Aftermath, as we will be giving our Aftermath opinions about what Survivor Series was all about. The 30th anniversary of The Undertaker. All right. So our this is this is not in any specific order, so don't kill me. Uh, we have AJ Styles, Keith Lee, Braun Strowman, Sheamus, and Matt Riddle on Team Raw versus Kevin Owens, Jay Uso, King Corbin, Seth Rollins, and Otis on Team SmackDown. We're gonna go with Elio first. Elio, who wins this? What's your prediction? Okay, before um, SmackDown, I was going with Team Raw, even though I really hate this team. Like. Uh, not, yes, <laughs> I hate that. I hate the stupid nicknames, like I uh, said earlier. But I'm gonna have to go with them after the after SmackDown made their final take on Friday night with Otis. That's a terrible choice. Yeah, uh, TJ, who you got? Team Raw, Team SmackDown. I'm gonna be honest. When it comes to Team Raw versus Team SmackDowns, I always go with who the fuck cares. <laughs> <laughs> it means nothing. These two matches actually mean nothing. So they wear red shirts, blue shirts. Oh, the guys who are killing, hating each other, just recently got traded over, and now they're best friends. Uh, nah, I, I'm gonna weigh out on those two guys. Don't really care about these two matches. All right. Oh, uh, for me, I'm gonna go with Team Raw. I honestly think they have more cohesiveness, even though they've been falling apart at the seams. SmackDown hasn't even gone together. Haven't even had a promo together. Um, let's go into our next matchup. Uh, another favorite of TJ Logan's. It's the women's team Raw versus team SmackDown. We got Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler and Lana Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans versus Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Bailey and Natalia on team SmackDown. Uh, TJ, dare I ask, who do you going to pick between team Raw and team SmackDown? Well, you, you look on the team raw, you've got the strength and the power of, you know, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler really coming together with the inexperience of Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans, which leads me to who the fuck cares. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, Elio, who are you thinking? <laughs> uh, this one? Because I I think uh, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce are terrible replacements. I'm going to go with Team SmackDown. I mean, you got Bianca Belair, Bailey, the right squad. So, I'm going to, with uh, SmackDown. All right. You know what? Honestly, I'm looking at this on paper and I think what's going to happen is Lana is going to be the sole survivor and she wins it and gains the respect of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler and still gets put through a table. 
Oh, okay. I was going to ask, do you think she puts Naya through? Everyone thinks this is building to Naya through. Yeah, no, there's no way she puts Naya through a table, in my opinion. Okay. I, I Honestly, I think what happens is Lana wins it for her team. Table crash number nine. Congratulations. Number 10. Oh, number 10. Oh, they're yeah. up to 10. Okay, I lost yeah. count. I lost count after seven. <laughs> So I think it's going to be Team Raw for this one as well. All right, we have Bobby Lashley, United States Champion versus Sami Zayn. Uh, I got you know what? I'm going to pick Sami Zayn, and I'm going to pick him because I think Retribution gets involved and costs Bobby Lashley this match. And Zayn beating Bobby Lashley becomes more annoying and becomes more of a heel with that kind of a win. Elio, who do you got? Bobby Lashley, Sami Zayn. I've got Sami Zayn because uh, after this, like, he can, with all the promos, he's going to start cutting and go crazy, like, saying, talking about how he beat Bobby Lashley. This said yes. he's the best. No, that's, that's perfect. Uh, TJ, who you got? Well, you know what? Every time I see Bobby Lashley, he comes out, he's this massive dude who commands so much attention. And he is like where personality goes to die, right? It's just like, <laughs> he sucks I, thought that, it out I, thought, I thought that was Kenny King. Yeah, well, I think they're, they, they actually might be distant cousins because this is a talent that you just can't pick up somewhere. Um, Sami Zayn is very interesting. Yes, he's annoying, but he makes you look at him, makes you want to punch him in the mouth. Uh, I think, I don't think it hurts Bobby Lashley to lose this belt or not. It really seems lately the United States belt. It's kind of a prop that doesn't mean as much as the wrestler carrying it. So I'm going to say that Sami Zayn takes this. All right. Interesting. Everybody went with Sami Zayn. Next up, we got the New Day versus New Day Light Street Profits. <laughs> uh, Elio, who do you got? I'm going to go with the street, with the street profits on this one. I'm just over. I'm just done with the, with the whole new day. Uh, like it worked uh, back when they first uh, formed, and now it's like six years later, and they're still stuck in the same roles that they've been right. that they've been doing for the past six years. All right. Yeah. Um, TJ, who do you got? All right. Time for some analogy here, boys and girls. As a lot of people know that I uh, am very much, I'm a chef by trade. And uh, this made me think of, as I'm trying to figure out who would I really want to pick for these? Uh, it made me think of two things. It's like the lesser of two evils. All right. If you make foie gras, you hold a duck down and you repeatedly feed it and feed it and feed it and feed it till it blows up. Okay. It's not enjoying the food after the while. I mean, it's got to obviously enjoying the first few things, but when you keep feeding it the same crap over and over, it eventually explodes and dies. And I think that's how I see the new day. They've been forcing this garbage down us forever and ever. But on the flip side, uh, the street profits is like being fed a turd right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> so which way do you go with this? Do you go with the turd off the bat or do you go with the same old crap that's going to kill you? Um, I, I'm going to go with the new day because they always push the new day and I like them infinitesimally more than as much as I hate the street profits. So okay. I'm going to go with new yeah. day. I don't want to, I never want to pick new day in matches, but that's how I've been sunk to this low as the street profits are that odious to me. Yeah. Okay. And I'll go with a uh, new day. So for me, I look at it this way. Big E's getting involved one way or the other. Big E's going to be involved in this. Does Big E turn on the new day? Yeah. Or, does he turn on the street profits? So it's one of those things. If he turns on the street profits, he's a baby face and he's a new day guy. But if he turns on the new day, 
he becomes a heel and he doesn't have to deal with them anymore. I see. He turns so, on, I think he's going to turn on New Day. All right. You think he's going to turn on the New Day? Yeah. I, I can't see it because you Not got Roman Too as the funny. You got a lot of heels on SmackDown as it is. Um, oof. I think he stays the New Day. And I think he helps them defeat the Street Profits. I'm going to go with New Day on this one. All right, TJ, yeah. we got Asuka versus Sasha Banks. Who you got? Uh, you may hate this, but I've got Asuka. Uh, no. I am not a Sasha Banks fan. Um, I really don't enjoy her wrestling very much. I actually enjoy Asuka. I know her, her limited English really kills no, what does. kind of presentation she has. Uh, but I love Asuka. I, right from the first day of NXT, um, I know they keep uh, shoveling her around and stuff, but I know she's probably not going to win, but my heart's with Asuka. Yeah, you know what? I honestly think Asuka's going to win this match because um, they disrespect Sasha so much. And I think uh, Carmella definitely plays a big uh, big mm. uh, moment in here. And I think I think uh, Rhea Ripley plays a part after the match. Ooh. So after the match, I think Rhea Ripley comes out and attacks uh, Asuka to help Asuka, to help Sasha Banks. Uh, Elio, who do you got? Asuka, Sasha Banks. So, Asuka, for her promos are terrible, but she makes up for it in her wrestling. So I'm gonna go with Asuka because I've been, a, I've always been a fan of Asuka's. Okay, and in our last match, the main event, we got Drew McIntyre, the WWE Champion versus the Universal Champion, the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. Woo! This is a hard match to pick. You got. Roman Reigns, the Tribal Chief, going against Drew McIntyre. You got Randy Orton's going to be slithering around. Maybe The Fiend. Does The Miz cash in? There's a lot of stuff happening. Um, I think Roman wins. I think The Miz cashes in on Drew McIntyre and takes the title from Drew. That's my POV on this. Elio, what do you got? I've got Roman Reigns winning this. Okay, do you have a cash-in? Do you got any interference? Uh, I can see um, I can see Orton getting involved and uh, Miz uh, is going to... I can see Miz uh, running in. After Orton interferes, Miz runs in and catches in. Okay. TJ? Uh, I go with Drew McIntyre on this one. Wow. Um, you got to explain that one. Yeah. Um, I think it just makes much more sense. Uh, Roman Reigns right now is built as the villain on SmackDown, yes. okay? There's no doubt about it. He is the kingpin of bad right now, okay? Drew, the presentation has been good, but not, uh, I think the Randy Orton thing kind of sidetracked him a bit. Mm -hmm. So I think this gives him super cred by beating Roman and maybe setting up a potential uh, WrestleMania down the road with these two as another re-collide. Uh, I see Drew winning this. I see Orton, actually, you know what? I don't see Orton interfering. I do see Miz trying to cash in. And either for some reason, Orton costs Miz the thing, but Miz does not. He actually blows his cash in here. I okay. think, uh, I think Drew, I think right now it would be ridiculous to, to downplay Drew and not give him now a solid ring. He's the guy positioned for it. He's the guy who makes the most sense and has the best looking matchup possibilities right now on Raw. Now, great, great POV. I, I, I think about it as this, though, also. We haven't mentioned The Undertaker at all. 30th mm -hmm. anniversary. Yeah. Does The Undertaker appear at the end while 
Look at this. Now look at this story that I'm mm-hmm. writing up for you. End of the match. Miz comes out, tries to cash in on whoever lost. Mm-hmm. Say, say Drew loses. Miz tries to cash in. Lights go out on the tickers in the ring. Miz backs out. Lights go out again. The Fiend is in the ring with the Undertaker. Hmm. I like that. I like that. Fiend, Taker, WrestleMania. The Fiend has to go over, though. I don't care what anybody says. Mm -hmm. If we're going to bury the Undertaker, you got to bury him. And you got to end it with the Fiend. Honestly. I like your scenario. And if you don't go that route, what about the Miz and Undertaker? Ooh. (laughs) Now, this is a matchup we haven't really seen. A WrestleMania kind of thing. Uh, Well... Undertaker cost Miz his cash-in, okay. leading to some violent feud, down, hate down the road. Miz, of course, won't win at WrestleMania. Yes. But okay. a good setup for maybe rehabilitating Miz to be a little more of a dangerous wrestler. Okay. You know what? I laughed at her first, mm-hmm. but I think about it now. That actually does work out where Undertaker gets a clean win. You have the Miz building up this anger for months because Undertaker's not going to be on TV until WrestleMania. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have him building this up. Okay, down the road to WrestleMania, Miz is upset. He lost his cash in. He loses the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Let's say he gets down to the final two, loses another opportunity at the title. You know what? I'm not upset at that. I laughed at you. I apologize, <laughs> but I take that. That's a great point. All right, so that wraps up your Survivor Series predictions. Make sure you check out uh, Wrestling POV Aftermath right after Survivor Series. You you don't want to miss that. We're going to talk with all these guys here. We're going to talk what happened. Are we right? Who wins? What happened? Oh, my God. All right, guys. You know what? Usually we open up the book at this point, but we don't have Mm -hmm. Tony, and Tony has the book. So what we're going to do is we're going to hold off on the book for the Mm -hmm. next couple of weeks. And what we're going to do is right now we're going to close off the show. And before we close out the show, uh, Mm -hmm. what we're going to do is we're going to have Elio and TJ play the five-second shuffle. What? No, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Where I play a song from the dozens amongst dozens of songs I have. So I have a chance. I have a chance here. (laughs) And it's just a way to ride off into the sunset. With that being said, I am your host, the third wheel, not the cowboy, Rick Serrano III, along with the gentleman, Elio Canella, and the legend, T. James Logan running in, bitches. (laughs) Love, (laughs) peace, and wrestling. We'll see you next week. Peace out. All right, Elio, TJ, you ready? Uh, Ready. <laughs> All right, here we go. Five seconds. Ready? Stop it right there. Uh, Finn Balor? <laughs> <laughs> Not Finn oh, Balor. It was so funny. I was trying to think of anyone obscure, and I didn't actually mean Finn Balor. I was thinking of uh, oh, that old British guy. Um, <laughs> His son is in uh, New Japan. Finley. I was going to say it. Dave oh. Finley. Just an obscure. No, not. Uh, oh, wow. You actually have a guess here? I didn't even hear anything. No, I. You want me to try one more yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. play it one more yeah, time. One more yeah, time. time. Five one seconds, more time. one more time. Play 50 seconds. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. I gave you seven seconds. I'll tell you this, South yeah. African. 
Gabriel uh, likes lollipops. Justin Gabriel. No, no. Leo no. Kruger. Oh, what was oh, Leo yes. Kruger's other name? Oh. Uh, Adam Rose. Adam yes. Rose. Yes. yes. Adam Rose. Do I get a half point for Leo Kruger? You get. You guys each get a half point. All right. Let's go into our next one. This is an easy one. Let's see. Sami Zayn. Yes. yes. TJ Logan with the Sami Zayn point. All right, Elio, you need this one to stay alive. Undisputed Era. Uh, Undisputed oh, yes. so easy. Damn. All right. All right. We're going to do one more. We're going to do one more. Oh, no. Let's see what we got. I'll leave it at that. Mm. Mm. Come on, guys. Okay. Are they currently on the roster? Currently on the roster. Uh, hurt business? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> can we hear it one more time? All right. I'll play a couple more seconds this time. Oh, Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Nia Jax. TJ Logan mops the floor with Elio Canella. We do not own the rights to this song. Oh, my goodness. TJ came in here, and he said, I'm going to slaughter Elio at his own game. Oh, man. We don't own the rights. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week. Peace out. Oh.